right, Matthew chapter 11, and uh, if you've been around here for the past few weeks, we, we've been in a study in a series that we've simply called Forward. Uh, the basic idea, let's not be complacent, apathetic, stagnant Christians who are not moving forward in our relationship with God. That's not how it's supposed to work. This is supposed to be a life-giving moving, alive, beautiful relationship with God. We are meant to grow. We are meant to, to know more than we have ever known. We're meant to hear God's voice better than we have ever heard it. Uh, we should be more invested in the kingdom of God, giving more, doing more, all of this type of stuff as we move forward in this. Uh, okay, and, and what we see in America, in our culture, is really just, just uh, unfortunately a people who use that word Christian just as... As a, as, as a word of, yep, I'm that, but it has very little to do with their actually, actual everyday life. And this, that's just not how this is supposed to work. And so my prayer for you is that you would be moving forward, that your family would be closer to Jesus than it ever has before, and you would watch that transform you. And, uh, and that our church would not just stay in the same place or be going backwards, but that we would be moving forward, listening to and following the Holy Spirit, all of this taking ground for the kingdom of God, all of that stuff. I'm passionate about the fact that we should not be stagnant. Are you with me? Okay, and so that's just what this is. I want to know God deeper. I want him to have more of my heart. And if you were here last week, we talked about how often our busyness just keeps us from living emotionally healthy and spiritually rich lives. That we are so busy going from one place to the next, so much on our calendar that we often just miss what God is doing and what he wants to do. I've heard it said that if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. Wow. Uh, And we talked about how the temptation for most of us in this place is not that we will denounce our faith, faith and that we will turn away from God, but the temptation is that we will become so distracted and so rushed and so preoccupied that we will settle for a mediocre version of it. That's the temptation most of us will face. And we talked about how the promises of God are completely intertwined with the way of God. And that message was so helpful for me last week. That's all I'm going to say about that. But if you missed that sermon, uh, I would recommend that you go on our website. You can watch that thing. And it was, it was a helpful thing for me personally as we looked at that. So, all right, that's enough of an introduction today. This morning we are kind of continuing the conversation from last week. Uh, in fact, our focus is going to be on the same passage of scripture that we looked at last week, but there is a single word that has jumped out off of the pages of the Bible at me from that, and we're just going to unpack this a little bit. So let's stand all over this place, and let's start by reading together Matthew chapter 11, starting in verse number 28. Matthew eleven twenty-eight. 28, here's what it says. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let's pray. God, we just invite you into this moment right here, right now. We ask that you would show us things, that you would teach us things, that you would set us free God, that we would put down things that we're carrying, that we should not be carrying, and that, Lord, we would love you more and seek you more and hunger and thirst for more of you. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would help me in this. God, don't let any piece of this be about me. I don't want glory. I don't want 
this to be focused on me, but Lord, let you and your word truly be the center of everything we do and everything we say. And so God, we just give this to you and it's in the beautiful name of Jesus we pray, amen, amen. All right, give somebody a high five and have a seat. All right. Are you ready? Are you kind of are, are you bored already? Are you excited? Or are you where are you at in your state of mind right now? Give it to me. You don't want to talk. That's okay. Uh, a few weeks ago, I told you and I told the story of how me and Pastor Jory climbed up to the top of a mountain in Wyoming. I have a picture here. I think I look good. Um, a funny thing. Two weeks ago, I made a joke, and it was not planned, where I, here's what I said in, in the service. I said, this is not a model. That's actually me. Remember, I said that, and everybody laughed and giggled. Well, since then, since, since that right there, um, I, I had submitted this picture uh, to this website, and uh, that... The, the, the sweater that I'm wearing in this is actually the sweater I'm wearing right here, and it's a special trekking thing. It's, I don't, this was not planned. Why am I talking about this, okay? <laughs> but it's a special trekking thing, and, and, uh, which is a fancy word for hiking that people use. And, um, and they, like, featured my picture on part of their website. So I just wanted to say right now, that's a picture of me, and yes, I am a model, okay? <laughs> so I just wanted to say that out loud if you were wondering, okay? So... There we go. That's enough with that. But uh, if, if you don't know the story, uh, me and Pastor Jeremy, who was the one singing, we set out on this hike in Wyoming. We hiked about 10 days into the wilderness, 10 days, 10 hours into the wilderness. We set up camp. We set up camp at kind of the base of this mountain. It's in the Bighorn Mountains um, called, called Cloud Peak. And then we walked up, and, and the next day we walked all the way up to the summit. It was brutal. They have like a uh, huge boulder field that we had to climb through, and it was, it was one of the most difficult things physically that I've ever done. Uh, wanted to quit. Uh, it, was, it was hard stuff, and I had to sleep next to Jeremy in a tent. That was hard, okay? Uh, but that, this is getting weird. All right, I should stick to my notes. Okay, and, uh, but, but I had trained incredibly hard for this. I, I had been running, and so my heart and my lungs, I felt great. Uh, I, I had done a, a kind of a strength training plan uh, where I had, had worked really hard at some different things and had put a lot of effort into the fact of, I want to do this, and I don't want it to be horrible, all right? But the one thing that I just didn't know I, I, I didn't know if I could carry the heavy pack and how that was going to impact me. In fact, I, um, I had Jeremy put this together for me this morning. And so this is, oh my goodness, I forgot how heavy this thing is. This is the pack that I wore. And so you, you put this thing on. And I had, a, I had a kid who was like fifth grade earlier today, like say, hey, you try to put this on. He couldn't even lift the thing. And he's like, how do you do that? And it has all sorts of different straps and different things. And you carry this. And inside this pack, uh, you, you put your tent, little tent fits in there. You have your sleeping bag. You have a pad that goes under your sleeping bag. There's some food. You have to carry all your food with you. Uh, uh, a little bit of clothing, not too much, but you have clothing, and, and pretty much just essential things that you need. You, you're careful about how much you put in there because you understand the more that you bring with, then the heavier this thing is going to be. That makes sense, right? 
And so you are careful about all of that. But then when we trekked all the way in to the base of this mountain, we set up our camp. Uh, when we went to actually do the summit, the summiting part where we went up to the top, we left all of this stuff just laying in the wilderness. And we then packed. And this is what I used. The thing weighs about an ounce. It's ridiculous. And for the actual summit where we went up to the top and back down, uh, we had just water, a little bit of food, and a jacket. And that's all that I had. It's kind of a cute little thing. All right, isn't it? But it's so light. It's absolutely unbelievable. And the, the situation is, if you're going to do something extremely difficult you have to figure out how to lighten your load or you're just not going to make it. I, I don't care how hard I tried to prepare, how many miles I ran ahead of time and strength stuff that I did, if I'm trying to carry 30 plus pounds up this horrendous boulder field that's like this for hours and hours and hours, I am going to struggle. Are you with me? All right? It doesn't matter how much I prayed. That was going to kill me. And so we were very strategic about all of that and how much we carried. And here's kind of the transition uh, for where we want to go this today. There are many, where we're taking this today, there are many, many Christians who very simply are carrying things that they were never meant to carry. And some of us don't know what that means yet, and we're going to unpack this a little bit. And I'm just telling you, though, if you, if you are carrying all sorts of things, and you then find yourself in difficult parts of this journey we call life, then you are going to struggle. No matter how much you pray, no matter how much, many things you do, if you are carrying things you are never supposed to carry... Uh, Listen to this, just because your sins are forgiven doesn't necessarily mean you're free. I'm going to unpack this a little bit because some of us don't know what that means. So here we go, Matthew chapter 11, Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. It's the passage of scripture we read last week. We learned some things about it. I learned some things, but one of the words that has just jumped out off the page uh, this week as I was just kind of preparing about today uh, and I felt God talk, or basically leading us to talk about this and focus on this together. It's the word burdened. It's the word burdened. Last week I shared uh, the definition of this word. If you didn't know this, uh, this was written originally in the language of Greek, and we have an English translation of that. Sometimes it's helpful to go through individual words, and there are ways that you can look at the original Greek words, even if you don't know Greek, and you can say, oh, wow, it's translated this way. And there's often multiple definitions and multiple words. But in the Greek language, this word burdened, very simply used to describe a heavy load. A heavy load. And it's a word that was used in farming. Uh, it, it was used in other places as a farmer placed a heavy load on a cart uh, or that was pulled by an animal or something. In, in English, this word burdened is almost 100% of the time we use this as like an emotional thing, right? A feeling that we have, a burden that we carry. We don't use it as like, I'm going to pack up and make a burden here. And like, we don't say that about a pack or a bag. That, that's not the way that, that we do this. Uh, and, but remember from last week, 
that Jesus isn't just inviting us to give him our burdens, he's inviting us to a different way of life. Now, I was at, this week I was at a prayer and fasting retreat, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and so we went and we just spent time praying with other pastors, and it was this beautiful moment that I had. One of the speakers that we had there uh, brought up this passage of scripture, and he told a story of how he had a farmer in his church, like, come up to him and explain some of, the, some of this in a way that he had never really heard it or understood it. And uh, what, we, what we're going to see is that uh, Jesus is going to use this word yoke, and we're going to see this. We saw that in our scripture here in the second. And a yoke is the piece of wood, very, very physical, physically, the piece of wood that connects those animals right there at their shoulder. That's called a yoke. They use this all the time in the, in the life of Jesus and in the time that he, was, he lived. But this farmer went on to say that like the picture on the screen, most often a yoke is used to connect two animals. It, it, cannot, it can be a single thing and just on, the, on an animal and they pull, but most often it's two animals and so that they actually work together. But often one of the animals is stronger than the other. And it can cause some issues when you yoke two animals together. If one is stronger, it begins to kind of make things go all crooked and all weird, and they actually struggle. And so these ancient ways of doing this would actually have adjustments on this wood thing where they would be able to make adjustments if one animal is stronger than the other so that essentially it, it forces one animal to lead and one to kind of walk alongside and follow. And then they end up going where the farmer wants them to go. They end up to use their strength together and they pull, but it makes them in a way go together in that way. A beautiful picture. So, so just understand this right here. When Jesus says, he says, take my yoke upon you, because he has just said, come to me all who are burdened. And then he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Okay, symbolically here, what we have is this picture of us yoked to Jesus, connected to Jesus, but let's just be clear about this situation. In, in this illustration, we're talking about one really big ox, which is Jesus, and one really little ox, which is you. You understand the picture here? Okay, this is not like a 50-50 thing where, okay, you are even with Jesus. The idea here is Jesus very big, us very, very small, and so picture this with me. As we walk in step with Jesus, the load is light. Can you feel that now and understand kind of the picture that Jesus is saying? Or we could say when we go his way, to use the language from last week, we are connected to him. And then this is when Jesus and where Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And what we kind of debunked last week is that this scripture right here, come to me all who are weary and burdened, it's not this supernatural transition or transaction that we often have thought where we just go pray to Jesus and say, take all my stuff and miraculously it switches. Our, our life being easy and restful has everything to do with us learning to walk in step with Jesus is what we have here, as we are connected to him, as he leads the way and all of that. Why? Because the weight of the world is no longer on our shoulders, it is on him as we walk beside him. That is how this is supposed to work. That's how this is supposed to look, and this is what Jesus is really trying to get along. But unfortunately, 
though this is the picture Jesus gives, many, many, many in our culture and many even probably in this place today, we're wandering off all by ourselves, carrying all sorts of things we were never meant to carry all alone. And it's heavy, and it's difficult. And the more difficult the road the more difficult it becomes to carry this stuff. Let me give you a few things that as Christians we were never meant to carry, and we're going to get pretty heavy here today, so just kind of get ready for this, okay? Um, First, we were never meant to carry guilt and shame from our past as followers of Jesus. And I cannot tell you how many people we see come to Christ, receive forgiveness, but they continue to carry with them all sorts of shame and guilt. And maybe that's you. Maybe you feel that. Let, let me give you a couple, a couple examples, okay? Um, because some of us are forgiven, but we're not necessarily free. Do you understand what I'm saying when I say that? Because we're overwhelmed with the guilt and the shame of our past, something that you did, something that you said, somewhere that you went, and you live with that. And you're carrying with that everywhere you go. With, with, with the size of the crowd that we have here today, statistically, there are multiple of us that have actually had an abortion in our past. And you've carried with that with you a long time. And you maybe have found Christ. And you maybe have found yourself forgiven. And maybe you believe that, but you cannot get past what you did. The guilt, the shame, the remorse... And maybe you've even had some church person say some horrible things to you about you and your past. Some of us here today, you are divorced, and you've lived with the weight of that event in your life, the pain that you brought your family, the, and, and maybe you've been at a church where they even treat people differently. People who have been divorced are looked at in a different way and not allowed to do certain things, and constantly you have been reminded of the fact that you failed as a husband, or whatever that looks like. Maybe you even cheated on your spouse at some point in your past, and you live with the deep regret and the pain that you caused the people that you love. I told you that we were getting heavy. But this is real life. And there are people filled, this place is filled with people who have things in our past that we are carrying around with us even still today. And it's big and it's heavy and it's no joke. But listen to me, listen so clearly. God, God did not create you to carry that stuff around. You can be free. You can be free. God did not forgive you so that you would live with that stuff hanging over your head forever. And I'm, and I'm telling you, you can learn to let Jesus carry that load as you walk with him. Romans chapter 8. I love this scripture. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. There is no condemnation for those that live who are in Christ Jesus. The word condemnation, it's this ancient uh, Greek word that comes from the court systems. And uh, the, the word uh, is, quimpl- is very simply de- like defined as guilt and penalty. 
is what that is. Guilt and penalty. A legal decision of guilt in a criminal case and the ensuing punishment is what that is. You are condemned. It means you are guilty. You are full of guilt. You deserve penalty and the punishment for what you have done. It's the beautiful message of the gospel of Jesus Christ that not only did he die so that you could be forgiven, like he died so that your guilt would be no more. That it would be gone. That the stuff that you did, that, that you have never been able to let go, it is no longer in the picture, even. You can be free from all of that. It is not held against you. You are not condemned. Check this out. Psalm 103. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Do you hear those words, the beautiful words of the Bible? It's a beautiful picture of a God removing removing sin, removing guilt, and sending it so far away that it is never to be brought up again. And listen to me, if God forgives and God sends that stuff away and God is not holding any of that against you any longer, then please stop holding that against yourself. You can be free from that. Some of us are on a long journey and you're carrying all sorts of stuff you should not be carrying. And I'm telling you, it gets heavy. It gets heavy. It's time to put it down. Like the great theologian Elsa once said, let it go. <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> but before we move on, before we move on, I just feel led to pray for those who are carrying around guilt and shame from their past. And so God, I pray right now for this room I pray for those who are carrying that stuff. And if that's you, no one's even looking, just lift up your hand right now and say, I'm carrying that. God, I pray that people would be free. I pray that we would walk beside you and watch as those burdens are lifted. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Number two. Wow, we're only on number two, aren't we? That's all right. Uh, the good news is for you is we have another service coming, so I can't go forever, okay? <laughs> Second service, all bets are off, though, so. Uh, number two is the word bitterness. Things that we are carrying around that we should, that we have no business carrying. Bitterness. Bitterness is defined as anger and disappointment at being treated unfairly. Anger and disappointment at being treated unfairly. And for some of us in this place today, it is not what you did that you are carrying with you, but it's what somebody did to you. That you are carrying with you every single day of your life. What happened to you? And some of us in this place, you were, you were horribly abused. You were mistreated. You were lied to. You were stolen from. You were, and the list goes on. We, we can go every direction that you imagine, but you know your situation. And some of us in this place, you were hurt deeply. You were wounded by somebody else and what they did. And see, naturally, naturally, we like to view the word forgiveness through the lens of like, I'm letting them off the hook 
for what they did. But the issue is sometimes the stuff that was done to us is like so deep and so horrendous in so many different ways that we think to ourselves, they never deserve to be free from that. Like we see it that way, but understand the bitterness that, is, that it causes inside of us, and I'm trying to formulate how I want to say this, like Forgiveness isn't this situation of just letting them off the hook. That might be a part of it in some different ways. But forgiveness is often much more about us learning to no longer carry that around inside of us and no longer letting what someone else did to us determine what our future is going to be like. Forgiveness doesn't always mean you reconcile with the person. Forgiveness doesn't always mean that trust is reestablished. Forgiveness doesn't always mean that sometimes you won't, that, like, that won't come back into your mind at some point. But forgiveness is choosing to no longer carry that around in this way. One, one person just wrote this. Forgiveness is setting a prisoner free and realizing that that prisoner was you. And somebody here today, like you, you have a mess of a past because of what somebody did to you. You have a mess of a past, and it was not okay, and it was wrong, and, and, and not for a moment do I want to stand up here and say, just suck it up, buttercup, like that this is not the way we want to look at this, because some of us, it is so deep, and it is so wounding in so many different ways, but just understand God didn't create you to carry that around. And you can be free from that. And the bitterness, all it will do, it's, it's like placing loads of massive boulders in a pack and, and watching you carry it around for your entire life. And you're carrying this thing around, it's full of rocks. And you're thinking, yes, I can't let this go. I can't put this down because then they will be free from this when the reality is you are the one that is carrying this load. And Jesus here is just saying, it's time to put it down. It's time to walk with me and watch me shoulder this right here. You can be free. Before we move on, I just want us to pray. We're, we're, we're moving quickly, I promise. Let's just pray together for those in this place that are carrying this stuff around. God, I just pray, and our eyes are closed, and if this is you, just, just raise up, just lift up a hand. Someone did something to me, and I have not been able to let it go. If that's you, lift up your hand. God, I pray for those in this room that are carrying this around, for those behind a screen where somebody did something so horrendous and it is impacting their life every single day today. Lord, I pray that as we learn to walk with you, that you would help us to take that, that we would no longer carry that anymore, that we would give it to you and watch as you work. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Number three, and this one's going to be fast, I promise. Number three, and this is going to be a weird one compared to the other two. I'm going to use the word religion. Things that we are carrying around that we should not carry around. And this might be a strange word for some of us in this, but we see this play out in the life of Jesus, and I see it in central Minnesota all the time. If there was a group of people that Jesus struggled the most to get along with, Scripturally, it wasn't like the super horrible, sinful, nasty people. It was the churchy people of his day. 
It was the religious people of his day. Jesus was incredibly compassionate and patient with people who were messy. And he was incredibly stern and had very little compassion towards the religious people of his day. And eventually they're going to be the ones who kind of lead the charge to have him crucified. Quickly let me show you something that Jesus said to them and about these religious people. So relevant to our conversation today. This is Luke chapter 11. Let me give you a little context first. Jesus is saying these harsh things towards these religious people. He calls them a bunch of hypocrites. He, he says they're like a cup that has been cleaned on the outside, but the middle is filled with all sorts of nastiness. Okay, he calls them foolish people and blind guides. It's pretty awesome, the things that Jesus says in this portion of Scripture. But check this out. This is uh, Luke eleven forty five. It says, one of the experts in the law answered him and said, Teacher, when you say these things, you insult us also. Like, Jesus... Your, your, your words are hurtful. You're insulting us. Uh, and an expert in the law is someone who for a, their full-time job is to teach the people about the Holy Scriptures, is what that means. Uh, and and Jesus, verse 46, Jesus replied, you experts in the law, woe to you. Now listen to the language Jesus uses here. Because you load people down with burdens. It's our same Greek word. You load people down with burdens they can hardly carry, and you yourself will not lift a finger to help them. The picture here is the religious people loading the people down with burdens they cannot even carry. This is a very strange thing for us, very interesting here. But listen again, this relationship with Jesus is meant to be this life-giving, life-altering, incredible thing We see words, Jesus uses words like free and light, and he uses all of these types of things. But understand, it is completely possible for this church, God's stuff, to become something very, very different. A religious experience that is defined by guilt and shame. We're using some of our same words from before, but religion becomes about doing certain things and not doing certain things, all in the name of church and religion, earning our ways into heaven with, with, with laws and traditions and ceremonies. And Jesus just flat out, call, like he calls these people out. And he says, this is not what this is supposed to look like. Like, and he might even use the word bozos when he's talking about them. I saw it in there. Okay, but burdens you were never supposed to carry. And some, some of us come from religious traditions that just were riddled with guilt. And you carry that with you still today. And some of us, we as a church have made you feel this stuff too. And for those that have walked through these doors and have felt guilt and shame and like you don't measure up and you got to do certain things and be certain whatever that is not what we should do sure sure there are there are laws and there are beautiful things that god has put in place to help us and to say this is the best way for you to live but understand as soon as that becomes this guilt driven heavy nastiness i'm telling you it this no longer is what it is supposed to be And for some of us in this place, your past and your past experiences with religion and church have left you carrying heavy things with you. Jesus paints a picture of this getting out of hand, being weighed down. 
And I'm here to tell you that you don't have to carry that around anymore. Music team, will you please come? Okay, check this out. I'm going to read, I want to read this scripture one more time from Matthew 11. And, and I'm going to read it then as, in a different translation as well. And then we're just going to respond together. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let me read this same passage from a different English translation. This is so good. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. You can feel the yoke picture here. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Please stand with me all over this place. As I was putting this together this week, as I was just praying and writing some things out, I, it, was, it was this beautiful moment where, where God just kind of said to me, not everything you say is going to be for everybody, but there is something for everybody here today. And... I don't know what it is from this today, from the Word of God, from something that was said, from something that was illustrated that has just kind of jumped out at you. But the picture is so clear. As people, if we're not careful, as followers of Christ, if we're not careful, we can very easily begin to carry things around that we were never meant to carry. Guilt from stuff we've done, bitterness from things that have been done to us, religion that has been, that has been preached the wrong way at the wrong time, and we carry what, and, then, and then this list goes on and on. This is not inclusive of everything. Like, we carry things around that we were never meant to carry. And what I want to do, we're just going to take a few minutes here before we go. We're going to sing together. But let this be a time of reflection. Let this be a time of prayer. Let this be a time where, where we begin to say, God, I don't want to carry this with me anymore. Let's sing. With no one looking around, just a time of privacy and reflection here just before we go. Who here in this place? Like I know we already prayed for this, some of this stuff, but who here in this place would just simply say, God is showing me that I am carrying things around that I have no business carrying. If that's you, just put your hands up real nice and high just in a symbolic way saying, God, I need your help in this. I need you to come. Lord, I pray we have hands all over this place. God, of people who are forgiven and people who have found you and people who are truly wanting to live our lives for you, but yet we carry this stuff around. And God, this isn't easy. And forgive me if I have painted this picture of this this being an easy thing, but God, we are filled with all sorts of things and we desperately need you to come. I pray, Lord, that we would just be more aware 
that you are right there beside us every step of this journey. God, that we, would, that we wouldn't fight to try to go our own way, but God, that we would work to stay in step with you. And as we do that and as you help us, we would watch as our life becomes lighter and freer and we are able to love and serve and grow and move in ways like we never imagined. Help us, help us God, to let go of this stuff. We give it to you in the name of Jesus. We need help. And for some of us in this place, God, we need, we need serious help as there was massive things that we need to work through. And I pray that wisdom would come into play and certain people in certain ways would find the help that they need through whatever that looks like. And so God, we just, we pray for that in your name. One last thing before we're done here in this place and maybe maybe you're here and maybe you have never responded to the message of Jesus a message of forgiveness and beauty and grace a message of a God who loves you so much a message that isn't bogged down with all sorts of religion and things that you've got to do in order to earn God's love for you, but a message that says there is a God in heaven who loves you, and when you receive this beautiful love, you respond, and we respond by pouring out our lives for him. But maybe you're here today, and you would say, I've never, I've never received that. I've never made that decision for myself, and with no one looking around, if that's you, just show me your hand. I just want to pray for you. Thank you. Thank you. You can put your hand down. Anybody else? Just in this moment that would say, I need to respond. I need to respond to the message of Jesus. Church, let's just pray together for help those, to help those who raise their hand. This isn't magic words. It's a heart thing. But let's just pray together. Pray, Father God, I give you my life. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. Forgive me of my sins and change my life. In your name I pray, amen. Come on, can you put your hands together? Just say thank you to God for what he has done today, what he's doing in our lives. All right. All right, may you walk out of this place today lighter. And for some of us, we're thinking, yeah, I'll take that. Emotionally, deep down, that you would let go. Thank you so much for coming today. We love that you